Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. Woo. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Roll with it. What Wait, is are up, we guys? rolling start like Daytona USA? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, hello and welcome to Tavka Cast. I'm George Weedman. We don't have Jimmy again this week, so like... Like, we Again? can't have someone actually embarrassed and ashamed at our terrible intros. It's uh, me and Matt holding the fort down. However, a good old friend is with us, a con friend of, of ours, long and dear, dear to our hearts. Did I just say log? Anyways, Ace Waters. Hey, guys. Yo. You are a one-man band, I... a voice of reason, a rad dad, and one of the two driving <laughs> forces behind the first big Undertale album being uh. sold right now, Determination. Tell us about determination, Ace Waters. Plug, uh, plug, uh, plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, determination. It's uh, it's a bunch of Undertale music. That's what it is. No, uh, me and me and Rich Adi B. We're both YouTube musicians. We did a double album officially uh, put out uh, with Toby Fox's approval. It's got twenty four songs total. We each did twelve. It covers all sorts of music from the game, and yeah, a lot of people like it. So. You should check it out. I noticed you guys were like signing physical copies at MAGFest. I know. Yeah. Selling them with money. People walked up to me and asked me for my autograph. It was weird. <laughs> and you're um, trying to do GDC this year. I you, am. You told me. Try to, yeah. try to get in touch with, with developers who need music done. And mm -hmm. that must be like really, really gratifying. Well, uh, it's terrifying. Um, I'm getting ready to go. I'm going. It's next week. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna get to oh, approach. Shit, that's right, it's gonna, really soon. It is. I'm gonna get to approach a bunch of different game developers and be like, "Hey, I've never written music for a game before. You should let me do it." <laughs> and that's gonna be well, great. What you can say is that you did uh, create some of the most recognizable game music of modern mm. history this year. I rearranged it. I rearranged it. I guess I could Which go with that. Which is totally good. No, no, don't say rearrange. <laughs> Just say contributed to. Contributed to. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, GDC is is gonna be a good place for that. I went a couple times in years past, but kind of had a uh, like hard time itching out my my own real group there. And I think that's because it's so much more focused on exactly that purpose, like people going over there to network and find jobs and make cool things together. And I just wanted to like I don't I don't know like news coverage. I wanted to uh, uncover scandals and in interviews. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people are really super excited about that at a at a con like that. I just feel like I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's really like surprising. They have some crazy drunken parties at GDC with journalists, but but you know, I, I just, I'm just not part of that clique. Oh. Which is which is you know okay by me. I have Magfest. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. Have you been playing video games this week, Ace Waters? I I have actually. Um, <laughs> oh, do you even have time? That's the I, thing. I don't have a ton of time for games. Um, uh, see, the most recent one, I just started playing this game called Blockhood. Blockhood. Um, Blockhood. I am Blockhood. interested. Yeah, two, it's, and it's one me. word. The weird thing is the way they, they typeset it. I'm not sure why. It's block apostrophe hood. And In I'm, my mind, I am picturing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes. 
but everyone has cubic heads. <laughs> Minecraft edition? Like <laughs> Minecraft gangsters. Yes. You've seen some of those model swaps, right? People yeah. can just like swap uh swap anything on top of CJ. No, this is a. it's actually a it's a minimalist vertical like city builder. It's more like a like an apartment complex builder. Like you have this like small amount of space that you can build stuff on and then you build up. And so you build stuff on top of themselves and you have like small apartments, big apartments, shops, gardens, stuff like that. And you basically have to balance all of the things that these different units produce and need to produce their things. And you can basically create an ecosystem around managing these different uh, like uh these different things that they all produce so but it's cool because yeah. it's pretty i'm looking at it now it does it, it looks a lot more with the, the aesthetic is a lot more cohesive where's than... the hood part um I, i'm not <laughs> i think it's neighborhood not like we're not mm, talking like from the yeah. hood like we're See? talking like a legit neighborhood it's i feel like it's modeled after those like futuristic pictures of like cities where we build like beautiful of- like like whole ecosystems going up in these like fancy new like apartment yeah. complexes. I think that's what it's like trying to go for. Hmm. It looks is, is pretty it, cool. Uh, did you ever play Sim Tower back in the day? Mm, I didn't. There was a Sim Tower game for uh, like older early '90s level PCs and Macs that was actually pretty darn entertaining, but there really hasn't been like a big popular project filling that niche. And I bet there's a lot of uh, desire for that in this thing. As I'm scrolling through screenshots, I'm seeing lots of big towers with wacky ass <laughs> layouts. Yeah, like, like um, um, it's really interesting and, and clawing their way up to the sky. I'm only Mine's- about two hours in to like the uh, like the tutorials and I've done a couple of the challenges. Uh, and so I haven't built up super high yet, but it's really interesting and uh, it's captured me at least right now. I want to keep playing it. And that's kind of rough for me. There aren't a lot of good. Um, I-, I don't know. Maybe this is just me saying it out of my own ignorance, but I haven't really been playing a lot of good town builders these days. The past decade hasn't really prioritized them as much as that used to be a thing. I really enjoyed Banished, but I can't really think of any others off the top of my head that there was City Skylines. That's... Oh yeah, I missed that one. I've I've always wanted to play it though, but I couldn't fit it in my review schedule when it was coming out, and just have uh, have have been doing other important things like playing Sonic games. It, it, I'm sorry, it, it that. The game reminds me of uh, something I saw today. It's this cat game someone is making, uh, a cat explorer game in Kowloon Walled oh, City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I've you haven't seen, seen it, I, I'm, I'm going to paste a little link here. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm wondering if this is uh, how legit this thing is, though, because, yeah, the most I've seen is just this GIF where yeah. you have a, a cat like zigzagging around. Uh, I, I don't know. It looks like a detailed corridor, but. Hmm. if you haven't seen images of the city you gotta look it up like it's just like a jam-packed just buildings on top of buildings like right next to each other it's quite amazing is is the cyberpunk dystopia in real life did you guys ever see a movie called Bloodsport? it sounds so familiar it was a Jean-Claude Van Damme martial arts movie from I it was either the early 90s or oh, the late, okay, I probably uh, seen it. late 80s that that sort of aesthetic where 
where he goes to a a fight to the death tournament in in Kowloon, and hmm. uh, there's there's a lot of fun scenes of of him getting busting getting some heads chased and chased through through dirty corridors and busting heads. Yeah, yeah. This definitely I love, has I love that. John Claude. I love the nineties. Eighties, I, I mean. Nineties. <laughs> I love both. <laughs> Speaking of loving the nineties, did yeah. you uh, did you love our our day playing Sonic games? Oh, it was fascinating. Um, I I always heard of Sonic O six mm-hmm. and Sonic Unleashed, but specifically Sonic O six. Yeah, but it's actually a bad game, like really bad. <laughs> but but the irony is that a game <laughs> as bad as Sonic O six is by default going to be a lot of fun to cover like more so than sonic unleashed because sonic unleashed is like a lot oh. closer to mediocrity yeah 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 straight but, up bad things it, are always more fun mm-hmm. it, it, it actually i can't i couldn't believe how many times the game just crumbled in our hands while playing like we didn't even have to try yeah it just it just the the glitches just walked (laughs) right into our hands the footage just made itself oh my god yeah okay okay ace i i literally i i was for okay to explain to ace and people i'm doing a video that is not out right now when i'm talking but will be out the next morning where i played the first level of every sonic game and I was going to just like analyze the level, but it ended up turning into this big stupid thing where I tried my darndest to track down where it all went wrong. And um, I, as as part of this process, I went over to Matt's house to use his PS3 to record two games that, that I can't play myself with a lack of a last gen console right now. And Sonic 06 was one of them. So we load up Sonic 06. I work my way to the first level. It's a little janky. I mean, some of the animations are broken. The whole, the the cutscenes in the story isn't great. The controls switch between being super high sensitive and super low sensitive. Uh, I set the controller down on the table for about 13 seconds while the first few obstacles just kind of run themselves in the game. Yeah. Sonic automatically glides and steers through on top of water. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see yep. him veer to the left and the right in a wide open course on his own when you have the controller on a table. A few seconds later, I just kind of walk a little bit off the path, like towards the the beach water with some rocks, rather. Two rocks, yeah. And and Sonic gets stuck between the rocks. His model starts using the rocks as his own center of gravity. He then flips over, like like starts rotating alongside the beach and then <laughs> dies. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about Place right. Place a death animation in shallow water. It was great. It was great. There, there was it was like the game wants you to die. There was a part when I was in the water, and I took a boost, and I just got flung into mm. space. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the uh, the, the the montage that that I put oh, in this video. Oh, you saw it because you were like looking at your phone. And I was like, George, George, did you see that? And he's like, No, yeah, no. Yeah, I was just like, No, I'll see it in post. <laughs> It was. It's just bad, dude. But it, it's so true that that something that bad is ultimately more fun than something mediocre, me, medi, medioc, mediocre. Because that's what I noticed when writing this thing. I couldn't stop writing. Yeah. I mean, like the gags and and the fun observations were just pouring right in, and 
and and the good ass footage that came out of it is is an amazing little little demo reel segment of how just just how inconceivably broken this game launched with and also learning the story behind it was a lot of fun so sonic 06 was um being developed by a a co-san francisco co-japanese sega branch team that uh ended up splitting about two-thirds of its original staff by the time the game launched yuji naka who was one of the original like super old school sonic designers he was the lead programmer on the very original game and kind of had a hand in the series since he resigned halfway through sonic 06 to become an indie dev because he was uh tired of them making him do sonic games for the rest of his foreseeable career and also because the deadlines they were giving him were just tighter and tighter and tighter shadow the hedgehog which i also fucking played this week came out just one year before sonic 06 and at that level in 2005 they had only a tech demo out for the engine that would be used for sonic 06 and uh then Yuji Naka and his buddies leave, and then another team splits off. They were going to be making a Wii version of Sonic 06, but they end up splitting off to make a different game that they took an extra year to make. It was called Sonic and the Secret Rings. You guys remember Sonic I've, and the Secret Rings? I yeah. owned it, and I played oh. it. I, oh. I've heard it's oh, not sorry. great, but better than it, Sonic 06, which is the worst. It's really weird, because so much of it is like you're on a track, and you can just like kind of move between... like It's like the fast parts of Sonic 06, where you like kind of have control but not really and i felt like that was so much of that game we played maybe an hour of it and we're like well this is garbage because i had never really played a 3d sonic game up to that point so i was like i was thinking back on like my childhood of like playing like sonic 3 at my grandma's house and stuff and i was like okay cool new sonic game for the wii for this cool new system we have let's play it and it was bad it was Mm. But it wasn't bad enough to make us want to be like, let's see how much like how much more broken it can get. It was just like that wasn't fun. Oh yeah. I want to see how much more broken Sonic 06 can get. Like like tearing myself away from it was a little hard to do. Because <laughs> that game that game is is gonna be full of surprises. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also like that you mentioned that that secret secret rings has you running like auto running along a track most of the time, because I think what I learned and, I, and one of the conclusions that I make in the video is that that as crappy as it is, that's probably really the most manageable way to make a 3D Sonic game work. Like basically have it as a really elaborate, really complicated temple run. Actually, I th- I've thought about that for a while because uh, there was that like mediocre cell phone game. I think it was called Sonic Runners mm-hmm. that came out. And I remember playing it and being like, this is the most competent game with Sonic in it for like ever. Like this is like the most and it's not very good, but it's like because you're like moving forward and you can start moving faster and faster and faster. It becomes more about like twitchy, like figuring out where you have to jump and where you have to get. I mean, it's full of microtransactions and a whole bunch of bullshit. It's not a good game, but it was so weird to be <laughs> no. like, huh, I feel like this is the best thing like that has had Sonic on it in a long time. And that's kind of yeah. sad. And that's uh, well, OK, there are two games out of the whole series that I played that I genuinely was impressed by and thoroughly enjoyed. And they were colors and generations and they both turn into that at high speeds. Your basic control scheme in those games is, is like 
360 degree platformer movement. But once you start going fast enough, the camera system and the movement system, (coughs) (coughs) sorry, once you start going fast, the camera system and movement system nudge you into tracks, at which point it's uh, about using three or four buttons to retain as much momentum as possible and also boost as much as possible in the meantime. And it actually looks good when you're doing it. It feels fast and responsive. And if the level's designed right, then you're not running headlong into a boost that'll send you off into the ocean to die, which uh, which they they figured out real well with colors. Unleashed is funny because its daytime levels have what is more or less the same engine and gameplay style as colors and generations. Mm-hmm. But the map is still full of a lot of clutter that hangs up both the player and the camera what's it mm. unleashed looks damn good though i mean i don't matt were you getting any of that uh it, it does look good it does look good i um because it runs at 12 frames per second yeah 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 the the uh i think the one i remember the most with unleashed is the fur the fur really annoyed oh, me i tried I, to forget the fur i know you need to remember the fur because it's all i remember <laughs> about that game other than of course the camera like can't keep up with sonic it literally cannot keep uh, up with sonic but that's only because i was doing really good yeah yeah, uh, yeah and i was just running into walls the whole time boosting right into the wall it's because it, you gotta get good <laughs> the, the werewolf part the, I don't I just, I just don't know how you how you make a game and you look at it and you think it's okay you think it's okay to release that like the, it's it looks like you're about to go into a different dimension when you look in you stare into Sonic's fur it's really bad yeah it's it's really it's bad fur shader I it's just like surprising that the fur shader is the center <laughs> yeah, and there are like other furry creatures in the game, but it's only so- Werehog version of Sonic that has the god awful frame rate killing, like like fuzzy kaleidoscopic. <laughs> yes, it's it's the white sure. fur on his paws or whatever you want to call it. That's the <laughs> that's, that's the one crackers. that does. It. Oh yeah. my gosh, we're we're gonna piss off all the Sonic fans, all the furries, just. <laughs> So many people. I don't know, like, if those exist anymore. Like, can you even piss off Sonic fans at this point? I don't know if they exist anymore. Yeah, they still exist. Sonic fans, like, genuine, honest to god people defending modern Sonic. I I know at least one person. Yeah, what? That's (laughs) anecdotal. No, no. That's the internet. There's always going to be someone out there, you know. There's always going to be a a small but powerful group of people. And I feel like Sonic fans are absolutely out there. People who will be like, yeah, but Sonic Adventure was a great game. No. (laughs) Yeah, there are people out there. There's lots of people out there who... There are endearing qualities to SA2, but... I I like SA2. Having gone back to SA1 is... Yeah. Ooh. I, yo, yo, SA2 brought us uh, Pumpkin Hill, so I'm I'm straight, dude. <laughs> but that's like the thing. Like, SA2 has endearing quality. SA2 has things that are so stupid, yeah. you can't help but love them. Like, the stupid Pumpkin Hill song. I, I really got into the Eggman song, which... <laughs> 
Dr. Robotnik's theme in that game is this like bouncy power metal by a guy named Paul Shortino. And looking up Paul Shortino was a lot of fun. He looks exactly like what I was imagining a guy singing the Dr. Ed Eggman song to look like. And as it turns out, he also was um he he performed in Quiet Riot and King Cobra and now just kind of like licensed himself out to uh to to whatever projects are in need of a cool looking <laughs> rocker dad fellow. <laughs> oh gosh, what the heck? <laughs> I just sent them dad. pictures of Paul Shortino. Just Google image search Paul Shortino and and picture him like having the time of his life singing about being Dr. Robotnik and that's how fun this stupid song from Sonic Adventure 2 is. I I think the the thing I remember with me and my stepbrother sitting on the couch playing uh, Sonic Adventure 2 was when we got to the end of the game and Sonic masturbates next Wait, to Chaos Emeralds. I swear. I swear to you, I'm not over-exaggerating. He literally says, ah, and he like masturbates on top of the Chaos Emeralds and turns into Super Sonic. Like, oh I yeah, no, I mean that's just like he's powering up, man. Right, right. Dragon Ball just like Goku just whips it out and just like beats Freezer with it. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah no, that's what that's I the... remember. Like that's how. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's what. You were not the first to make this observation by a long shot. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I have not. Heard, like that's what I remember when I was a kid. That's and I, oh, I actually no, want to replay it just to see that again. It, it, it was the hottest joke at, at uh, the, the sixth grade lunch table. Was was joking about <laughs> jerking off and going Super Saiyan. <laughs> wow, what school did you go to? A private yeah. school. I don't know. What video games did you play this week, Matt? Uh, I I played, well, I started Metal Gear Solid 2, and I played Her Story as well. Oh. So, oh. Uh, like every Gear time Solid I talk about one game and then I mention Metal Gear, George is like, no, Metal, metal, metal Gear. How far, <laughs> metal, did, you, did you get to the weird parts yet? No, no, I only finished Snake's part. All right. Okay, well, yeah, so try not to forget the little details of Snake's part. That that I'm going to replay it again actually. Oh yeah, that'll be a lot of fun actually cuz there are alt routes through Snake's part. What? Believe it or not. Well, there's like a surprising amount of of strategy and and depth to the tanker that that you you'll notice on your second playthrough. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's the same thing when I noticed like the uh, uh the DARPA chief dismissing the guard and stuff like that like you just notice that your brain works differently when you're on your second, especially when you're not writing the writing stuff down constantly during mm -hmm. the review. You tend to focus just a little bit more. I mean, yeah. if I remember right, most of the like main stairways and atriums have at least two ways in and out of them. And also there's a crazy, insane amount that's still like in many ways not top today of like environmental based strategy gameplay going on there like running outside getting your feet wet running back inside leaving a fake decoy trail of footprints and then like hiding at the very beginning of the trail after your feet dry off to flank a gut like uh, you, you can't do that in games nowadays and in, in metal gear solid 2 Look, look in the bar of, of wow. this uh, ship's lounge area, and you might find a shot glass with ice cubes in it. St just start shooting it. Start shooting anything in that tanker, and you'll probably be surprised at how a shot glass with ice cubes in it. You can shoot the glass, 
and it'll shatter into pieces. You can shoot the pieces. The ice cubes in the glass will will individually fall out, and you can shoot the ice cubes. Wow. There's there's a level of uh like an insane amount of um of of uh interactive details poured into a very very small part of the game. Like it's a super like tech demo money shot level that uh that, that I, I i really like i, I don't what are you george, laughing at I, george you sound like me like i don't know middle of high school when half-life 2 first came out and i was just like guys guys everything <laughs> can be shot and moved around and and you get this cool gun you can throw stuff up in the air that's like, i mean it's, Super it's so rad. true but and for the time it was cool it's just funny because it reminds me of Reminds me of me back in the day. Well, well, that just I I'm gonna interpret that as being that I never lost my youth. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Well, I did play her story, which What's is her story. <laughs> her story. <laughs> her story is a very short, like basic game. It's very simple. You you play as a character trying to figure out a murder mystery, right? Oh, that sounds relatable. You're yeah, on, yeah. yeah, it's super relatable. Um, you, 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 the whole game is on a computer screen and like you have like, uh, of course a recycle bin and everything like that. And you have this investigation window where you can search for videos and you basically have to go through the game watching little clips of different interviews with the same woman inside of it mm -hmm. and after a while you start to understand where the story is going and who did it and what happened and blah 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 and a lot of stuff is revealed uh by the end of it and you, basically how you play is just searching for videos by using keywords you hear in the video because the hmm. video different videos will pop up as you search for different keywords oh so you have to like type in search keywords yeah. that you think lead you to the 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 the, the case yeah yeah, because uh, you know this game. When when I see it mentioned on on review and message boards a lot, it always drums up the the old arguments from the usual suspects about what is and what is not a game, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've always wondered: is what kind of um like mechanical progress blockers in place keeping you from watching all the videos at the very beginning? Which I mean, making a game out of watching random ass videos and trying to figure out why you're doing it is still. Uh, the, their VHS games versions of board games and the world didn't end anyways. Um, I, I, so yeah, how how does it uh how how does it um like mitigate the player's progress if if it, at all? I th I think what it does is it has a set and set amount of videos that you have to watch to get like the ending scene. I guess you can call it. Mm -hmm. Um. What happens is you you organically just go through the story searching for whatever keywords, different videos will pop up. And eventually, once once the game thinks you've real um, watched the videos and you kind of understand the story, um, an ending will take place. Um, an ending? An ending, yeah. As opposed to the ending? Well, I don't know if there's technically multiple i think there's just an ending i don't know how to explain okay. it other than giving like the spoilers but yeah mm. um it's 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 a small little game like what is it like it's like six bucks like it's 
I don't know necessarily by the end of it if I like it fully. You know, I finished it today. I I started and finished it today. And I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, there's so many pieces missing from the story that I feel like needs to be fleshed out. Because because you could end the game without um, seeing all the videos, right? But you can mm-hmm. always go back and still, like, keep all the videos you've watched. Because there's a actual database that you see how many videos you have missed. And um, and of course, there's like, of course, codes that you could put in to actually just watch all the videos from beginning to end if you want yeah. the full story at the end. And, and I mean, what I'm guessing the conflict is, is, is the difference between people who are just going to click through as many videos as it takes to get to the end and mm. be like, versus the people who actually watch them and use their brain and figure out what's going on and have an actual good time. The, the, the hot... Oh, sorry. The the, the hot, uh, super hot syndrome where you just play the the, the two hour story and that's it. Yeah, go ahead, Ace. I was just going to say, I don't understand why people who feel that way, like people who would just click through everything as quickly as possible and then be disappointed. I don't understand why they play games like this in the first place. It's like if if you're not going to get like immersed in it, because like I love any game that that gets put on trial for not being a game enough those tend to be my favorite games because i'm i'm an elitist hipster and i like weird artsy shit so like i'm you know like i loved uh firewatch i absolutely loved firewatch i loved everybody's gone to the rapture and like all these like walking simulators or story-based games i i love them because i get immersed in the story and take it as it is and uh just hearing people talk about this game i've wanted to check it out because it's like oh that sounds like something i'd be into but man, I, I, I just don't understand thing, someone who would like get this game and then be like completely forsake the entire reason it exists just yeah. to like bitch about it. It's just like, why? I don't get yeah. that. It, it's it's definitely a game down your alley then because I enjoyed it just because of how they did the the kind of like the the camera in the interrogation um, you know, room thing. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 the actor was good enough to portray the story. I think I, I, and you can see like sometimes the developer will mess with you. Like you will search for a keyword, and like for instance, for instance, she starts talking about sex, and you search in sex to see like to see if you can fi- fill out the rest of the video that's missing, and like the first video will be like my sex life. W- what about your sex life? And the video ends. You know, it's like this little stuff like that. That I don't know. It's just it's quite interesting. <laughs> it's cute. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a little cute stuff. But I I, I think this is up your alley, especially because you know, even if you don't have to spend all day like when you finish the game trying to get all the little missing pieces, you can just kind of they tell you at the end of the game that you can put in and unlock like um like all the cutscenes. Uh-huh. All the little videos, mm-hmm. and you can watch it all. You know, after the full experience, because you will have your own theory. Sort well, it kind of tells you, but you will have your own theory of filling in the gla- in the the gaps, and then you will kind of watch the whole story to see what happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you gotta you gotta find out what happened. I think like caring about what happened, or at least like trying to care, like playing along to that level, is is a a block that a lot of people have trouble with. Like I was talking with someone at Magfest who is um uh, uh having a, a a very a very civil discussion about about <laughs> why why like walking simulator games don't have a central element of challenge or a problem to solve 
And and I'm like, no, there is a mystery. Like in Gone Home, you you win the game by finding out why no one's at home. Like, I, I don't know, like, that seems like a reductivist way to put it, but there's definitely, like, a mystery to solve. Like, here you have a murder mystery. In Firewatch, it's a, like, suspenseful, early 90s, campy, um, um, sci-fi thriller that they're hinting at. And, um, and in Rapture, you, same situation. There's, there's a mystery. Everyone's missing. Find out why. I, I, go, go on an adventure. I just think the whole discussion about what is a game is stupid. It is. Can I say that? Can I say Yo. that? Because like, yeah. it, it's Amen. It, it's like, who cares? Like, you're you're an adult or or whatever. You should know what you want to pay for or not. If you think they're charging too much for what you consider a walking simulator, don't pay for it. Damn it! Well, look up reviews. Be responsible for yourself. Who cares about what is a game? A game is. Uh, but also, I mean, if you're an adult, then like you've lived through enough experiences in your life where you've probably made <sighs> games out of random bullshit, like yeah. slapping a ball with your cat is is <laughs> make um, a game out of it. Have fun with your cat. No, you should die when <laughs> your cat doesn't hit it. OK, there you, you go. That's the that's that, the mechanic. You need to have that's, a fail safe the core in the game. Problem because, to solve. Yeah, you need yeah, to have a contest fail. to win. That's the combat element. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, like, like playing along with it is, is something that is, is kind of required. And I think that that is, is a little bit of a block for a lot of people is, is having to, uh, suspend their disbelief a little bit and role play. Yeah. I think, I think for me, another thing is like, whenever I approach video games, it's a lot when I approach music because I'm an artist. So like I'm, you know, making music when I hear someone's album, I try to hear what they were going for in the music. And I feel like the big disconnect between the way like I approach a game is that I try to see what what the dev is trying to do and try to like work within that and like be like, okay, so what are they what is the point of this? Why did they make this? What are they going for with this? Where so many people see it as purely like instead of seeing it as an art form, they just see it as like entertainment that I need to consume and get the thing that I want out of it. <laughs> so instead of trying to see what the artist is trying to create and trying to put out there, they're like, what do I get out of this? And like that kind of creates this weird like disconnect between like those games. Cause those games take a lot more out of you. Um, and even like the, the first amnesia game, I remember watching my friend play it and he just, he played it like a video game is the best way I can say it is he, he ran through it. He was like, Oh, monsters are AI. Ha ha. Look, I can get them glitched in things and like played around with the silly monsters, making them get stuck and like just kind of laughed his way through it. Didn't read any of the like text that was throughout the game. And it infuriated me because I'm like, so you are yeah, missing the entire point of this game existing. <laughs> he didn't play along. Yeah. He was like, so and like, if you're not like you literally ruined this game for yourself, because if you were to have just played along, you would have understood what makes it amazing. But because you chose to like not do that and not get into it, like you missed it. You just completely missed it. And People so I want feel fast like, food, man. Yeah. I just want to eat and go, dude. Kind of like when when you're playing Cowboys and Indians with uh with with uh your your when you're a kid and that's and racist that one douchey kid yeah i know and then that <laughs> one douchey kid comes in and is like no i'm i'm just gonna be darth vader and shoot you all with a star destroyer and you're like that's not part no play the role chad 
I have a I have a five year old, so we deal with that a lot. Like we'll be playing pretend, and and I'll be like, "All right, you've got this. I've got this gun. You've got this sword, and we're playing." And then I'll shoot him. He's like, "Yeah, but I've got armor on now." And I'm like, "No, no, no. You yeah, didn't. exactly. Like, let's get some dice in here. You got to roll for that armor, kid. <laughs> you got to have an armor check. Yeah. <laughs> roll for Thacko. Okay. Also, her story is only six dollars, and it always feels shitty. Uh, for me at least, to like see people talk trash about games priced at such a low level that they should uh, it's such a low level that it seems like they should be able to get away with anything. Like uh, like like I had that problem with Pony Island. Like I didn't really enjoy it. It has some interesting ideas, but in the review, I was like, you know what? You can either buy Pony Island and and have like an interesting um um journey of discovering what things you do and don't like and what you find interesting or you could go to taco bell and buy cholesterol and and soft shell form and i was it's yeah it was only five dollars so yeah i'd I'd rather like spend my five dollars on a weird video game Mm -hmm. than junk food and so many comments were like no i'll just take the junk food please thank you (laughs) yeah yeah i i think i think her story deserves to exist so even yeah, six dollars like, is like I think if that's, that's that's Taco Bell level. If you're yeah. arguing that someone's creation doesn't deserve to exist, your argument is invalid. Like yeah, it doesn't need to exist. That's what people argue. That argument doesn't isn't worth my time. Like yeah. that's so, such a terrible thing to argue. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, oh man, we're, we're we're totally in agreement here. Oh, poor J- Jimmy. Jimmy needs to get in here and and, and argue or something. I doubt that. Our, no, like no. he he's always on our side on these things. I think. uh I don't know, like, like I see, um, of course, like people, random people on the internet, and met one person at Magfest who who was on the other side of the fence. But I don't know for whatever reason they don't end up on the show. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with some news. Also, rip Jimmy. No, he's only sick. He's gonna <laughs> no, edit this. No, no, no! Don't edit that out, Jimmy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the TOV shit. <laughs> um, zero out of two. Are we still are we still Daytoning USA cruising USA? It yeah, was Daytona yeah, USA cruise with through. the Rolling Stones. Rolling What's up, guys? start. What, no Man's Sky. Sixty dollars yeah. launching June twenty first. Ace Waters. You're a fan already. What do you think of this? I, I sh- I'm not a f- I'm not a fan. I'm hesitant. <laughs> I will say oh, when it was okay. when it was first announced. Uh, I got really excited about the idea and everything I've heard about it, everyone who like has hesitations, those hesitations don't matter to me because like in video games, the one thing that matters more to me than anything else is exploring. And like I probably have put more time just exploring like details of worlds than I have in into anything else. It's like my favorite thing in games. So like the idea of having an entire like game based around flying around space, finding new worlds and exploring them and figuring out what's on those worlds and collecting units to get more gas to go and find another world is like perfect to me. That's like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is going to be my game. But at the same time, the last time a big grand, like, like thing that felt like it was promising more than it could actually give out the last time a game was like that and got me this excited about it. That was watchdogs. And Watch Dogs oh. burned me so hard that like oh. it's so it's hard to be excited about No Man's Sky in that in like I am and I'm kind of trying to keep it down because I'm like no it might disappoint you like Watch Dogs did like it's such a uh, weird comparison but I was gonna say also like 
I was going to be like, well, Watch Dogs also was was a, a $50 million AAA project by a 2,000-person dev team. And really, that's not security anymore. Like that that's that does not mean that that your bet is higher. Like No Man's Sky is made by a dev team of, I think it's either 10 or 11 people. They haven't been showing a lot of it. And what they have been showing looks kind of iffy. And that's the whole controversy over why people are surprised it's uh, they're going for a $60 launch here. When when you read their blog articles, of course, they're happy as hell that uh, this is this is what sony is kind of laying out for them they're going to be releasing full blu-ray retail versions of it mm-hmm. um full price sixty dollars of course they're they're heavily invested in marketing and promoting it this was on stephen colbert's new show or was it his old show i don't know huh. people people know about no man's sky it's uh it's gone pretty far and raised up a lot of hype for a small project and and of course, the developers are tickled pink that they're going to be selling it for $60. But I have no problem with the uh, price tag at all. Like, that's the thing is like, I'll probably end up getting it because I'm I'm still that excited about it. I'm still that hopeful for it. I oh. guess that's the good word to use is hopeful. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't like for me, $60 is kind of a whole nother tier. I mean, I have to make sure that it's like worth the groceries I could have bought with $60 <laughs> yeah. instead. I, I usually buy games on sale. So that is true. Um, and I, I'll, I think I stopped buying games on gay, day one after Watch Dogs. Like I was like, I'm just not doing it again. This Ooh. this this burned me too bad. Uh, I'll wait and see how people react to it. But like the weird thing about No Man's Sky is like nothing has nothing has made me hesitant that they've shown everything I see is like, nope, that's what I yeah. want. That's what I want. Yeah, you've only shown me a little bit, but it's exactly what I want. So uh, I'm just worried about what they haven't shown. <laughs> or the final product not matching up <laughs> and, to what they show just you know like realizing now how how an old fear of it being a a smaller like kind of sort of less gung-ho dev team is not really or or should not rather be some a uh subtractor of the game's perceived value because i mean really like i think the games everyone enjoys the most right now are games made by smaller teams mm-hmm. yeah so therefore, it's like, oh, should I be looking forward to a $60 game made by a smaller team more than a $60 game made by a big team? Uh, mm. yeah. You know, and also, like, is, that's, isn't that kind of the dream situation, though? Like, wouldn't people love to see, like, uh, competent quality indie developers have more of a budget behind their projects? Yeah, like, at least for me, mm. you know, uh, to me, it's, it's like, if it's... If they if they're delivering what they say they're going to deliver, there's there's no problem with it being sixty dollars in my mind. And to say like, oh, you're an indie team, you don't you're not allowed to charge this much for your game is like, are you are you supporting the fact that like these AAA publishers who don't have the greatest of track records right now, like do deserve that? And the people who like, I don't know, to, in my mind, seem to be following much more of like a passion project aren't allowed to put like a premium price tag on the thing they worked on it's just i don't know that seems like like 60 dollars, i think is just going to come down to value judgment of how much entertainment people get out of it for their Mm -hmm. price like uh like there's a uh the 40 dollar pillars of eternity i thought was a great deal because it's like a 70 hour long rpg and no man's sky does seem like it's set up for that like it's a huge procedurally generated adventure other that they sell so hard on size scope and sale yeah size scope and scale and if uh 
if those are there, but quality isn't, then I wonder what that's going to be doing to reviews and, and perception of this $60 tag. I I think for me, it kind of boils down to like the multiplayer, which is kind of like sketchy for me. Oh, do you know how they're yeah, doing that? Because I kind of like... I, well, it said that they're kind of doing it like Dark Souls, where you kind of just like run into people type of thing. And you know, like well, instead of ghosts, you actually see like people around. Like it's a big, mm-hmm. huge world single player experience. And I, I wanted to play it with my friends. I, I, I may not be the majority out there. People might yeah. want to be playing it by themselves. Yeah. I remember when me, we were talking about Dark Souls, we had an argument. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, it, it's one of those things where. I would love to have just actual multiplayer. I would love to, like, I, I guess, yeah, sure. They say, oh, you know, if you want that, go to Elite Dangerous or whatever like that. But, like, I would have loved to just have, like, set up with a couple <clears throat> guys and go out and explore. Now, it's a small indie team. They may not be able to do it properly. I don't know. I don't know. Um, It's a small indie team, but that's probably the limitations for them but i it, multiplayer was like the deciding factor for me even though i probably going to play it anyway because i'm just so interested in exploring this world and see if it's copies of planets and and it, how yeah. it, is it shaped if it is it shaped well like is the you know is the animals are repeating or stuff like that right. i just want to see how they pull this off i'm so interested in it and the guy seems please like don't he be loves spore. please don't be spore yeah oh my gosh and the guy seems so passionate about it so i'm just i i want to see what he has for me it's the same well it's the reason why i played unravel as well because like the guy was just like mm-hmm. up there like oh dude oh. like play my game like it's like this and it's so that's cute. how they get you that's how yeah the <laughs> oh you're a sucker of for the, the cute shy developers at the big fancy e3 stage yeah who just like look around at at how alone they are on the stage and 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 cuddle their their plush mascot oh you're you you sucker yeah yeah i just i i hope i hope it delivers on most of the stuff i mean they haven't really promised a lot they just showed a lot of trailers and people are just like oh my god oh my god like, like, yeah. please don't be spore. Please don't be spore. Oh, it's yeah. basically like the underlying mantra of No Man's Sky apprehension. Just, just please don't be spore. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what <laughs> they're spored up. I definitely think that. Like, I wish that there was more multiplayer too. Because when I look at it, I definitely see almost more like, almost more like what I get out of like Minecraft than what I get out of other games. And it's like, I love playing that game with other people. I, I wish I. Like I'll pro- I'll play it with my by myself, but like man, yeah, the idea of like getting your friends together and going oh, and exploring yeah, the universe is like, oh, yeah. that's what I oh, want. Like, yeah, oh, mm. there it is. Mm. That, that that's my that's my my dream is to get a couple dudes, you put on your VR and just explore a game, regardless of its space or whatever. I would love space, but like just be able to explore and just get lost in this world. It, it, that's I love that experience. And No Man's Sky seems like it's like a deliver. So whatever, whatever, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Either way, I'm like, inter- I don't know if I want to request a review copy of it, but I am really interested to see how this whole support an indie dev up to the $60 level works with Sony, because I don't think they've really gone that far before. Like, uh, <sighs> Ooh. I don't know. They they also mm, actually never mind. In the blog post, they did try to compare themselves to the Little Big Planet team, which might be a more 
more of a cognizant comparison. I'm wondering how many people they had working on Little Big Planet versus um, the 10 or 11, which we do know for No Man's Sky, though. But uh, anyways, mm-hmm. anyways. I mean, the, the, the best case scenario example of, of Sony giving first party support to indie developers is, is whatever made Journey happen. Which, at the same time, though, was like a $20, yeah. two-hour experience instead of a $60 play it for 40 hours and keep seeing new stuff space thing space thing speaking of space things land mass effect andromeda is getting delayed to 2017 i know perfect segue george good job uh really actually fairly interesting article in which um we're getting quotes leaks from well, arguably leaks. This is like an official source saying these things in an interview, but it's uh, an EA chief financial officer named Blake Jorgensen, who is basically like randomly in the middle of an interview, dumping all these date windows out on the interviewer. Uh, Mirror's Edge, he says, is coming out in, in fiscal quarter one, 2016, which has already been revealed May 24th. But what is new in here is that he says a Battlefield is coming out in Q3, a Titanfall 2 in quarter three, which is this upcoming holiday season. And then I um, Mass Effect Andromeda coming out for quarter four, which is the first three months of next year, which would also delay their... Um, uh, current release date for it which was going to be during the holiday season but yeah look out for that e3 they might be doing battlefield might be doing titanfall in a couple weeks when when that happens oh there you go yeah yeah i mean there you go no real surprises there but but i guess it's news moving on (laughs) um do either of you guys care about souls games and or clones of souls games um i wanted to dabble in lords of shat uh lords of the fallen Lords of the oh, Fallen. But that's not yeah. the real thing, and you haven't dabbled in the real thing yet. Yeah, I know. Well, I dabbled. I I played Demon Souls when it first came out. That was my oh, nice. jam. That oh, was good, my jam, good. and I just okay, never so, got into so Dark you Souls. You know what a Souls is, then? Yes, okay. yeah. I definitely do. So perfect. What about you, Ace? I uh, I put a lot of time into Dark Souls when it first Excellent. came out. I've played about ten hours of Dark Souls two, and I just recently like. Over the holidays, picked up Bloodborne to finally start playing. So, oh, oh yeah. shit, Bloodborne is like I'm a big fan. Top of the pops. Haven't played any of the clones though. Haven't have never tried Lords of the Fallen or anything. Yeah, like which, that. which is surprising because they're kind of new. There are a couple of um 2D ones. You got Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, that, that one's looks really cool. interesting. Yeah, and um, there's there's another one that's a big side-scrolling fancy one like Salt and Sanctuary. I can't remember the name, but From Software actually put out their own 2D Souls spinoff called. Uh, slashy souls which wasn't great and was a really weird promotional iphone thing but yeah no the souls clones are are coming they're happening lords of the fallen came out uh last it was either last year or the year before as a uh big 3d one a couple more big 3d ones are happening alongside these indie 2d ones we have a sci-fi one called the surge which i looked at the trailer it doesn't look as interesting as the concept of a uh of of a sci-fi themed souls clone would be uh, uh, the, the setup is is very alien-esque you're in a spaceship all communications are cut off they're horrible mutants with like giant biotechnological weapon appendages jutting out of their organic mass shapes but uh when when it comes time to actually like get down to smashing them it's really 
like like it kind of pauses for a frame on every slap which creates a big white flash their slow motion executions it looks a lot like um too human you guys remember too human oh i'd love too human dude i mm, i i really I like have it the right idea, here but it, the more it looks like, really mm-hmm. i got oh. my copy oh Anyways, um, we also have a Feudal Japan-themed one being made by Team Ninja, which has a gameplay demo, which looks incredibly solid, actually. Like, super duper as Souls clones as you can get, but it also has I don't like more, their games. Uh, Team Ninja? Yeah. You don't like it's DOA? Too, I, well, I just... Uh, you know, like Ninja, Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Gaiden's just too hard for me. Well, I played it years oh. ago. Years ago, and... I, I just remember it being just too hard for me. Too, too, too hard. That's funny because the original version that I played was very, very exploitable by just AYing your way through. He had a dive kick move that was pretty darn good for almost every enemy in the game. And I was like, why is everyone saying this game so hard? Oh, wow. So you just exploited just like the exploiting game? my way through it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's been years since yeah. I, I, I played it, though. That's before I got good at games, I think. <laughs> well, that uh, does not bode well for you then, because Souls games are known for being hard, and Team Ninja's like foray into yeah. action games are known for being, being hard. hard. Yeah. So you're just like having a hard sandwich. Well, I don't know. I don't think Souls games are really hard, to be honest. I've played Dark oh. Souls two. Oh, we got a halfway. we got a we got a badass over here. No, 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 no. Not like <laughs> not like not like. Oh, it's not hard. I mean, like I don't believe like it's not what I remember of Team Ninja. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I just I just remember I I just remember in like in Souls games you know why you died you kind of understand you yeah. know a- aside for the whole random guy attack from where you cannot see it's type of stuff obviously but yeah which if you're going slow and and pulling your camera around corners you will almost never get taken off guard oh no oh, so let me just you know just the, play a stealth game in my Souls okay. Mm. No, you you can. Well, actually, no, you can't. But <laughs> playing it like a stealth game is really, really helpful. It's, yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, also, the 2D uh, Dark Souls game you're talking about is Death's Gambit. Yeah, Death's Gambit. I knew it. It was at E3. Yeah. And um, PAX. Yeah, I, I, Salt and Sanctuary, I think, is supposed to come out any day now, unless it has already come out. I saw I it was it showed up on the so. PlayStation Network store, so like as a pre-order. So I know it's coming Ooh. out soon. Yeah. Coming to PS4 next week, Eurogamer said two days ago. There we go. Okay, let's see. Death's Gambit. Oh, I remember uh, this one. Death's Gambit. No, release date is still just ambiguous 2016. Mm. Alright, anyways. Um Okay. <laughs> God damn it. We we we, ha- we have to talk about the big news story of the last week, but I don't think any one of us have really been following it closely enough to be like good reliable sources for for prodding off your uh your 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 interest in in this uh when are we ever this controversy. I know, right? But anyways, whatever. It still might be fun to talk about. So okay. Uh according to an interview feature from The Guardian out last week, uh, Microsoft is aiming for their post Xbone world strategy to to kind of unify the PC and the Xbox software architecture so that hardware matters less. It sounds like the idea is that they'll be releasing um, future games and apps like 
years in the future, when when we're in the next generation, as universal Windows platform programs that run on both PCs and whatever the current version of the Xbox is, which kind of sort of turns the Xbox into a PC. Yeah. Yeah. PC box. The big controversy, however, and this is kind of a uh, retread from a familiar fear people had over Windows 8 and then Windows 10, is um, them trying to be very, very restrictive of development in the sense that uh, they'll they'll be locking out things like modding or compatibility with competitive digital stores um, from these games on on a like low level API level. This is uh, actually a lot of fears of microsoft going down this path is why we have steam machines as as like a concept niche product on the market just is just in case windows becomes horribly unfamiliar for for gaming in the future and those fears were expressed by an op-ed from epic uh games's tim sweeney who wrote about 1500 to 2000 words about how the UWP initiative is 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 a very bad monopolistic endeavor that everyone should be scared about. Hmm. However, Phil Spencer then replied on Twitter saying UWP is a fully open ecosystem available to every developer and can be supported by any store broad range of tools. To which Tim Sweeney then replies with more or less, okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> And yeah, you have a lot of apprehension from developers, a lot of arguing for both sides. Durante, who um, makes the uh, downsampling tools for games like Dark Souls on PC yeah. that actually arguably fixed a lot of like, really shoddy PC ports, has, has come out openly against it, of course, because he's going to want things to be as open and moddable as possible. Which, I mean, really just kind of sounds good for everyone. And I'm sure that, that when you talk to Microsoft about it, they'll they'll try to say what they can to spin it as is another way and whether or not the truth i i just don't think like any of us can really comment on a story like this tech heavy unless we're actual developers which is why yeah. you see actual developers writing these these articles which is fine but at the same time that means like i i don't know i don't really know what a uh what <clears throat> hang on let me find a big fancy word what it this isn't even a big fancy word what is the microsoft one store on their chart in one of these articles outlining how the uwp apps uh are supposed to be working on an underlying level they they have the one store plus one dev center slapped in there and it's, yeah it's, um, that's an unknown factor the only thing that i see out of it is like the thing that makes it hard for me to see why people are panicking so much and maybe it's because i don't know exactly like because i don't know the technical aspects of it but when i hear it it's like okay so microsoft wants like their version of like the apple store but right. just they want to make it so that if you buy something on it it works on windows and on their current consoles and when i hear that i'm like how does that close out steam because i i don't know i run on the, the reason why i don't really care about this is because my consoles are playstations and i have a wii u and my computer is a mac so i'm like okay like this doesn't matter to me oh. at all but yeah, uh no but I, I mean like i kind of i kind of get it because like like steam is is a huge huge part of my life i've invested 
yeah. hundreds, maybe even the eight thousand or more dollars in Steam games. And, and me too. But like, I, I use want Steam that for on the future. As I, grow I use Steam on my on my Mac, and I have they have a very closed marketplace where you can also buy games, but never have they like used that marketplace to shut out Steam. And I just wonder how feasible it would be for uh, for Microsoft to even attempt to do that on Windows. You know, to be like, oh, Steam doesn't work anymore. Ha ha. Bye. Like. How I don't see how they could do yeah. that without yeah. inciting a complete riot. Like, well, I mean, you know, this this company has been found guilty of monopolizing industries before. That is true. They they do have um, like other middleware level API technologies like DirectX under their hat that they can just do whatever with, like make it required to have Windows 10 to play the latest version of DirectX. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there let's see. It is. There's there's like one game already. I think it's the new version of Gears of War that they put on PC no, that you have not, to upgrade to Windows to ten for. That's that's Gears of War four. That hasn't come out yet. Oh wait, are you sure? There there was like oh, oh the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, um, remember when? Um, I don't think they even came out. They they do this. They they no. It, it did very quietly come out. But I think the reason why it was so quiet and no one mm. cared is because it was exclusive to Windows 10, which they do. It's I not upgraded out yet. The PC version it's of not Gears out of War yet. Trust me, trust me, it's not out yet. I'm I'm a Gears fan. It's not out yet. <laughs> it was coming early this year. Maybe maybe March was the. They said March was going to be the window, but it has not come out yet, dude. And that's supposed mm. to be that's supposed to have DirectX uh, 12. Yeah has not because yeah, that would be a big thing it's gears finally like a, a a franchise that's been on xbox that people have been wanting for pc for so long the first one was on pc and it is like just like halo they was like nope forget it it's gonna be on xbox forever yeah gears is not gonna silently come out are you sure i could have sworn i remembered it silently they coming delayed out. it and then they ne- it never came out. Where? What platform is it on? Windows 10? Windows, like, uh, um, whatever you call that thing <laughs> that they shut down? Windows Live? Gears of War Ultimate Edition was released for Microsoft Windows on March 1st, 2016. March, March 1st? 1st? Where? <laughs> Hang on. Um, where can I buy it? <laughs> Where to? I should not have to Google Gears of War Ultimate. Where to buy? Holy shit! The forum thread. I assume it'll be on the store page. Uh. Uh. Keep make believing that it exists, George. You can do it. It says on Wikipedia it does. I swear I was reading a news article about how this thing just slipped underneath everyone's radar to be released. I, I I swear I swear I, I guess it got swept under the rug because I it's definitely really did hard not to even Google for Gears of War Ultimate PC. It's weird because they're talking about Gears of War Four now coming okay, to here PC. We go. So, it's available on the Windows Store. Here's an article. Thirty dollars. Really? Let me see. Yeah, I can yeah, search that yeah, up yeah right it's now. out. Really? Yeah. There it is. You have to buy it through the Windows the Store. Issue. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not it's on through Steam. Xbox through Microsoft News. Store trusted. Okay, I'm on the store now. So that's uh the news post here. Yeah, is the actual entry on the store. It's yeah. Here. No, there you go. There's your stealth release. Oh my that gosh. Was oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, 
it's here for 30 bucks. Wow, I am mistaken. And uh, that's. Gears of War Ultimate, Windows 10. And it has they, issues, that's apparently. Stealth releasing with issues yeah. in, underneath everyone's. Ra- there, there's your fears. There's your of, fears. Of a Microsoft controlled game economy. Wow. <laughs> on the Good thing Windows I don't care about store. Gears of War. You, you oh, know what, Ace? On, that, that doesn't no. offend me at all. No. Um, <laughs> I play I play on Xbox. I ain't about yes. that PC life. They always screw the PC release, and I just don't trust them for it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Wait, wasn't the uh, original PC release of Gears of War pretty good? I actually played through that one, the, and it had a cool extra level. Yeah, it's... Uh, they like it's it's hard to find now but like you know people would like kind of mod it and and have like little rooms kind of like the old call of duties when those were out for pc um the old one well the old 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 ones um yeah and they'll like mod the maps and stuff that was that was a fun little group but yeah most people played on xbox because that's just that's just the way of things and that's why they focused on it uh anyways wow we actually went on for a really long time trying to find the find where to buy gears of war on pc but next news topic uh lionhead studios is closing fable legends is canceled this is also microsoft related because because they own lionhead and fable and um, legend fable legends it i played the beta and it wasn't it wasn't too good it was well, it was okay yeah, imagine that and they don't have the molly dukes to uh to, to, to hype, hype up it their up. games anymore it's gonna be amazing we're gonna be able to do so many things with the technology <laughs> so yeah a week ago uh, lion lion head has has been closed down they also closed down another smaller studio called um press play studios in denmark uh oh. we have nothing but heartfelt thanks for the members of lionhead and press play for their contributions to xbox and gaming (laughs) no one covered press play everyone covered (laughs) covered we are committed to working closely with those affected by today's news to find them new opportunities at xbox (laughs) or partnering with the broader development community to help place them in jobs uh yep anyways they made uh, max the curse of the brotherhood Tentacles. You know, there might Kalimba. be some some good openings at Ubisoft for these uh, laid off employees because Ubisoft might have some money to throw around after the launch of the division. Somehow, some way, somehow, the division is supposedly their highest selling launch day game ever, ever in I, the history of of, of all of Ubisoft. I don't get it. Me neither. I don't, I don't know. I haven't get... been outside. Are there like commercials for this game? Are there? Are there built? What's what's the marketing budget look like? Because there there wasn't reviews. They did not send out review copies of the division, which is usually a huge red flag. Well, that's not true. They sent them out on launch day, which is usually a huge red flag. I you know and what's going to happen, people right? People didn't have reviews to buy the games by. What's going to happen? Th- this is the next. This is the next Destiny, right? So now we're going to have Destiny, Division, and then now that they're like, oh, the success of these MMOs on console games because console people don't know what MMOs are. They're just experienced <laughs> popping their cherry for the first time. Let's just oh. release all these type of MMO games where oh, you know no. they just put little oh, there, cycles there of you just to keep playing just, the game over and over again and getting the, the just, latest gear and crap over and over again because that's fun that's you're just, you're fun. just mashing light punch 
freaking freaking <laughs> dumb. Ace Waters, what do you think of the news that the division is supposedly setting the highest record for a Ubisoft launch day sale ever? I, I, I know I don't care. Oh, <laughs> like the, the division. I heard about it a long time ago and went, oh, that's that's going to be a thing that well, exists. No, actually, and, like that. That's you're proving my point then, because yeah. I have not seen. A lot of discussion about this game at all until like all of a sudden I get on Twitter and IGN is like, oh, by the way, that game that that was a big deal two years ago, but now no yeah. one seems to care about is a really big deal. That's what and it I'm seemed like. like. Oh. So, OK, I, I've, I've heard a couple theories. One is that they had an actual good beta experience that, that made people want to buy it. I remember the beta coming out. I don't remember hearing bad things, but I do remember hearing middling things. Austin really didn't like it. But actually, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I did hear mostly bad things about the beta until the game came out. Yeah, I had problems. When the game came out, everyone was like, yeah, they had a really good beta run. It, it increased interest so much that it's their number one sales game ever. <laughs> Which means that they're like competing with with the Ass Creeds and, and the Furcrees and beating them. With this brand new franchise that's, uh, it has Tom Clancy in the name, but that doesn't mean anything. Tom Clancy's name is nothing. Tom Clancy's name is basically like, uh, it's, a, it's a synonym for this game has guns in it. This game has guns in it. Ubisoft presents The Division. Watch Dogs yeah. online. This, this game has guns in it, and it's kind of like Rainbow Six and you see your house. See your house. This game has guns in it, and you pretend to be ghosts and run around in the woods and do recon. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I have to play it myself. This is going off just, you know, not playing it, but I'm looking at it, and it's just... Oh, yeah, I no, like, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I can't, <sighs> I, I can't like, judge it at this point. I actually got a copy, and I don't know. It doesn't look like it's my jam. They kind of sent it to me unsolicited, but I'll load it up at some point and just see what what's there. What the Let me know what you think of it, man, because, like... I don't know. It's a big new game, and there's that part of me that's like, maybe it could be good, but there's been like nothing to like make me excited about it. So I was like, yeah. I, I actually told my wife, I'm like, I'll ask George what he thinks about it. He'll tell really? me. Really? You actually? Yeah. That's how you talk about me? Yeah. <laughs> Especially no. with shooter games, you, you know, you're like with puzzle games. No, you you don't know what you're talking about. But with shooters, <laughs> well, no, I was about to say actually. <laughs> God damn it, Ace. I was about to say, like, yeah, you know, like, they actually did a pretty good job with Rainbow Six Siege, so maybe they've got their shit together nowadays, mm -hmm. but I, I still, like, Far Cry Primal was, was kind of disappointing for me, because it was, like, the same shtick, but in a very, very different place, which is weird, I don't know, I, I feel like if Far Cry Primal released in a vacuum, it would be okay, but since it's so iterative of the other ones, so, so yeah, no, it's still, like, showing signs of Ubisoft-itis, Mm -hmm. Even though I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, because I always want good games to come out. Yeah. Which is something not a lot of people know about me. <laughs> they think I don't want good games to come out. <laughs> and I don't know why they think that. Mm. Mm. I don't know, George. I don't know why either. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> the but no, but I really mean game, it though. when I I really mean it when I when I say like I like your opinions, especially in like shooters and stuff like that, is something that like like your your review of Far Cry Primal, even though there's not technically shooting, I was like, okay, now I know what to expect out of Far Cry Primal, and I do take that into consideration when, when buying things, especially in those genres. I was just making fun of you because you're bad at The Witness, that's all. Fine. Yeah. Gosh. 
Yeah. You come into my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that accent there, George? And eat my food. Oh, again. Oh, uh, racist. Uh, anyway, no, second. No, <laughs> whatever. Strike two. Strike Which two. Which reminds George. me. So you should rate us five stars in iTunes. Share us with your friends. Very good. And we should wrap up and get out of here before before any one of us gets in trouble. Um, you can follow me at youtube.com slash the witness. And uh, where, where, where can we find you? Where, where can we witness your uh, your musical prowess? Uh, you can find me on uh, on YouTube. Uh, Ace Waters is is I just go by my name. Uh, technically, my URL is Ace Waters Music on Twitter mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I believe on YouTube it's actually technically Ace Waters the three RD, but you can also just type in Ace Waters and my stuff will come up. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. also, I use your music a lot. So, you do. I mean, the listeners might not be aware, but they might have already heard Ace Waters music. And people in... have actually said, like, hey, I came here because George used your music. That's yes. cool. So yeah, I've got at least a couple of those. Yeah, 2015, like, wrap-up video. Like, Undertale remixes are, like, the perfect thing to have on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Well, thank, I can say whatever you, I want Ace. because Jimmy's not here. Balls. Balls, uh, d- dicks, balls, um, big, big. Uh, tell your mom about us because she will like dicks. it. Uh, yeah. How how about how how do you like it, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, don't cut this out, Jimmy. No, no, keep it. <laughs> say, even the, say even bye, the awkward Ace. silences. <laughs> say bye. This is our bye. awkward out outro. <laughs> See you <ya> guys. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> <laughs>